So good morning, everybody. Uh, so I want to introduce to Diliana Alexander, for those who don't, who don't know her. She's the executive director of Filmgate. Uh, it's both an association and she's also organizing a festival in February. It's called Filmgate Interactive. Uh, last year it takes place in um, the University of Miami. So she invites a lot of people from outside of the, um, the state, but outside of the country, and she's doing also a lot with the French people, a lot. We can say that. Uh, and she just opened this place a couple of months ago. It's called, it's called the Downtown Media Center. So she brings together all the people from the film industry. Uh, and she's also organizing some uh, little series with producers, screenwriters. Correct? Mm -hmm. Great. Very, very true. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she's also um, a teacher of film at the Florida International University. And she's also a producer. And she speaks a lot of languages. Badly. No. <laughs> <laughs> at least French. French, <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of French, right? Uh, no. <laughs> um, so we should. I, Ellen and I would like to invite her because she has an incredible success with Filmgate. Uh, you start from scratch, and uh, there was nothing in Miami at the time. And Diliana said, "Okay, I will do it. I will do something." And sure, she's the one. She has. Everyone knows her. Well, Miami is a really a small place. Yes, but you're not from. <laughs> the people know you in the West Palm Beach, right? No, that's true. <laughs> yeah. um, so we thought it was very interesting to have her right now, uh, so she can speak about success and how she succeeds to do it, and how she networks and everything. So we'll be speak about about this. So how did you start, really, about? What is the idea over the film gate and uh, oh, so film gate, right? Yeah. Not not how like not from the beginning of the universe. No. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so film gate started in two thousand and twelve after I graduated uh, from University of Miami, and I did my grad school a little later in the game. Um, I wanted to have um, my MFA in film, um, and uh, I was a producer for close to fifteen years before this in television, mostly in Canada but then also some independent film. And then I, uh, why did I come to Miami? Um, it was, <laughs> it was uh, I got accepted to, uh, in Miami and then accept, I got accepted in Berlin. And Berlin I had to wait for, it was very, very not, non, not thought out. I don't even know how to say it. It was very on, on a whim. And sometimes things on a whim are, are great and usually they are not, but in this case, I guess it worked out. Um, but yeah, I got accepted here and I got accepted in Berlin, but in Berlin I had to wait for eight, eight months to start and Miami they said, you can come right away and begin right away. And for, I was I fully intended to graduate and then go back to Toronto because Toronto is known as the Hollywood of the North. There's a lot of production that goes on there. Um, and you know, I do love Toronto uh, outside of six months of the year. I can <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I came down, and then I, as as I was going to school, I um, I just I, everything was kind of like the economy was kind of falling apart. You know, it was 2009 and 10. It was, um, and uh, I remember I came with enough saved money to um, to because I had to pay out of pocket. Um, so to kind of buy um, um, buy my school, you know, just studying my hundred thousand dollars worth of you know master's education. But then I found an apartment as well, so I bought the apartment cash, 
And then I was like, oh my God, like now I don't have money to study, so what do I do? So then I wow, ended I was up producing the TV show. I met a lot of independent filmmakers that were kind of supplementing the income with that. And then we'll talk about, you know, how and how do you have a place where you can screen your films or is there any support in, the, in, 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 in Miami where you can, you can find a network or if you're looking for production resources. And everything that they were saying is that there were, there were little kind of silos of filmmakers everywhere in South Florida and they were kind of making these films, you know, be it niche films like horror films or comedies or web series. But really there was no organization that was supporting them. And even with like all these telenovelas in Miami, there's no organization at all? Um, well, um, now with, with the Downtown Media Center, we're starting to mix the two worlds. But at the time, um, there was the Spanish mm -hmm. world and then it was the, uh, the English world of filmmaking and they were barely mixing. Now you're mixing yeah. them. And now, because we have to, right? You know, it's not, and at the time, there were still incentives in Florida too. So there was a lot more production going on in 2012 than it is now. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, film incentives disappeared as soon as Governor Rick Scott mm. came into um, into play, you know, into power. And, uh, and then uh, there are many organizations actually in Florida that are trying to bring them back because without uh, film incentives, we can't really compete with Atlanta, which is a big film center right now, or with LA or with New York. So a lot of the productions, most productions, if not all productions, uh, that are union productions left. Um, and then we, the independent, independent filmmakers, were left behind going, well, we don't want to leave Miami, we really like it here, or we were born here, this is our place, we want to give this region a voice, um, but we don't have a choice because there really aren't opportunities. Um, and then we are doing everything possible right now to either bring the incentives back as a state incentive, mm -hmm. um, and do you guys know what incentive is? No, okay, I'll explain. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, the reason why Toronto became the Hollywood of the North is because they were kind of one of the first countries that said, we're going to give you, when you come in and you bring... Um, and the industry, the film industry, and you shoot something, be it the television or film, will give you 30% back of what you spent. So let's say if you spend, you know, a million dollars, you'll get $300,000 back to either make your, uh, uh, to kind of do your post-production or distribution or maybe do your next project. So that's a lot of money to kind of incentivize the film industry, right? And why th that was done is because, um, Toronto, you know, Canada recognized that it's a film, very clean industry, that it's, uh, it's a really well-paid industry. Um, and uh, a when, when you do a film or a television show, you influence all these other industries around it, like hotels, like um, restaurants, catering, yeah, hair, I can Im imagine everything that happens. And also these are really well-paid professionals that spend in the community as well. So let's say, and, and, and I think Atlanta last year, the pure profit from the incentives was about $3 billion that they brought into the, yeah, uh, from production. Yeah, so it's not something bad to have, uh, but for some reason, um, at the moment, the government in Tallahassee doesn't think it's important, so they, they have been refusing to, to pass them. Um, and then so you are a group of people trying to have it I think every filmmaker in, in, in Florida is trying to t trying to pass it right now. What the what the different commissioners are doing is that they're, they're, they're passing local incentives. Okay. So they're trying to pass it through the through the city. So we, Miami Dade at the moment is lobbying for it. We we were there all dressed in white, trying to support it. Miami Beach is doing the same thing. Sarasota has a local incentive. So does West Palm. So they're smaller local incentives. But um, and while that was going on in 2012. 
we started Filmgate as a nonprofit organization, and one of the reasons was because we wanted to support filmmakers to not have to mm -hmm. move to Atlanta, LA, and Atlanta, LA, and New Orleans. Um, at the time, also had a great incentives package. Um, so the first project that we did was it's still and it's still going strong. It's a monthly screening series um, that we do at Old Cinema Winwood called "I'm Not Gonna Move to LA." I'm not going to move to LA. So it's a, it happens on the first Wednesday of every month uh, at O Cinema Winwood, um, and it's a platform for local filmmakers to express themselves and to screen their projects. So sometimes we have themes like um, in March, uh, International Women's Month, it's women directors, which is always one of our really successful ones. Um, we in April is comedy, in October is horror. Um, then we have music videos, and then sometimes it's a free for all. So we have, but it's always short films, and by short films we mean. Um, however the uh, Oscars define it, 30 minutes or less. We hope, uh, we prefer it's a little less because then we can screen more at a time. Um, when we first started, it was a free-for-all. I mean, literally we'll accept any short film that comes in. Now we're being a lot more selective because the, we get so many submissions. And now we also have to stop other filmmakers from other states to, from submitting because it's such a well, high-regarded monthly film festival. Um, and it's constantly being rated really high, so people are trying to sneak in in any possible and way from... We started in 2012, so that was our first yeah. program. Yeah, so it's always sold out, it's always on the first Wednesday of the month, and, and it's O Cinema Winwood, and it, it's a great place for filmmakers to network. At the beginning of the screening, we have this uh, program called The Percolator, so we give the community the mic, a hot mic, for about half an hour so they can pitch to the rest of the filmmakers in the crowd what their projects are, so they have two, two minutes to say, I have a web series, or I'm a composer, or I'm an act actor, or aspiring actress, uh, actress or actor, or I, you know, I've been working in this forever, and I'm looking for. So then we do the screening, and then uh, let, it's usually about from eight to ten short projects. Um, we have a music video month in uh, July, and that's because they're shorter, it's a little more. And, uh, and then at the end, we have a one-hour networking event where we give them free alcohol, um, and then they, st they start talking to each other, right? Because filmmakers are very, very shy people. The actors and the actresses are great, like they're amazing. But, uh, but filmmakers are usually need a little bit more push to kind of communicate uh, with each other because they're so used to kind of, you know, being at home and, <laughs> and then working on their own projects. So, um, and then they kind of, the, the ones that pitched especially, end up being surrounded by everyone. Um, so one of the definitions of success is definitely to network and put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Well, not definitions, but one of the requirements <laughs> for a success, you know, at least for my, you know, is to put yourself out there. And I'm a... I'm a uh, I'm a fake extrovert, so I'm, a, I'm an introvert that pretends that I'm an extrovert. Um, so I have taught myself how to kind of put myself out there. And then sometimes I have to, after, like a, for example, I go to a festival and it's seven days of networking and talking to everyone and giving out cards. I have to go home and then literally like close it and be, <laughs> be in like, you know, for a day, not see anyone just to sort of recharge. Um, and you meet a lot of people. That, that, that say that, right? It's just we, we live in a, in a world that encourages extroverts so more. So you have different events, and do you think that's all these events that nourishing you from the networking and everything? Um, or do you think it's quite separate? Oh, um, are you saying that I'm selfish in creating no, no, the no, events? Because no, 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 yes. <laughs> no, no, what I mean is that because of uh, not moving to LA and yeah. the festival and everything, yeah. and you have the series, so all of this together, will nourish each other uh, workshop and festival and right, 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 right. Um, yes, it's true. Every event that we've created, that's uh, very great question. So every event that we created, we, we keep layering on the, the 
the, the events that we have in order to create the full cycle of the movie production process. So um, we have, uh, when we started, I'm not going to move to LA, we realized that a lot of the filmmakers were um, maybe lacked certain things in sound, their sound wasn't that great, or uh, um, their acting wasn't really up to par. So we started adding workshops to our, to our, um, to our programming. And we started with sound because that was kind of the most glaring one, and then producing, and then screenwriting because you know if you start with a with not so great of a story, then every doesn't matter what you do, it could be like the most well produced thing. The story is not there. It's just and you know it was very surprising that even um, people that were coming out of film school didn't really understand the concepts of conflict. Like you need conflict and have to have a good story, or you know, you need some kind of, you need you know, the needs of the character. So all the things that kind of go in a story, it's, we all, we're all storytellers, right? I mean, humans are storytellers, but there are, some, some of us are better than others. So how do we hack the, you know, the storytelling abilities to, to tell a great story, right? Uh, visually, and a part of, you know, the three act structure and the turning points, all these things that, that uh, when you first start as a as a student, I, mean, I did it. Everybody does it. And now I laugh when I see it in my students when they say, "Oh, um, I, it's like, I want to break the rules." Okay, but you know you don't know the rules. You know what I mean? Um, it's like we all said it. It's like you're like, "Oh, okay." Like I know, you know. Like it's like you think you're like you're the first one that ever said that. Everybody says this, right? And then and then it's like you know, like learning the rules of a good storytelling technique. I think, and, and it helps in everything, right? And I have a question. You bring a lot of people from out of Florida or out of the country. Yes. So how is only networking that helps you, or do you have people that? Say, hey, I have this great guy needs to come, or people contacted you, or it works really. So, um, or you travel a lot, also. I know that you are in Cannes. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Which I would, uh, I would go back to for every year from now till forever because <laughs> it's a fantastic place to meet people. Um, because it's, it's a beautiful place. Also. It's a beautiful <laughs> place. Yeah, it's true. It's it's like Miami, but with mountains that go into the ocean. <laughs> so it, which is like if you imagine mountains and ocean combined. So it's a fantastic place. Yeah, it's. Uh, I will probably love to live there one day <laughs> as well. Um, but uh, when it's uh, uh, we started the festival, Film Get Interactive, um, with a Knight Foundation grant. We got, um, and at the time, I don't know why they risked it on us because we were a, a non-known no, organization. The Knight Foundation, because I know that some people will not know. Sure, the Knight Foundation is, um, and uh, it's a private fund organization um, that supports, um, they, it has two arms. One supports artistic endeavors in, in a few cities uh, around the US that were considered economically disadvantaged, like Miami, Acorn, Detroit, and then, and then the, other, the one. other one, but they're really, they're based their head offices in Miami because it was started by two brothers who were um, in the publishing business, Miami Herald business, um, the Knight Brothers. And then there's the other arm that's uh, more um, geared towards tech and startups and, and innovation. And so they, they fund, and now they have a city challenge as well, so they fund many, many um, different, um, Different uh, initiatives in Miami. So a lot of the things. In Miami. Um, no. Well, no, because they have they have uh, they have they have an arts challenge in Ohio as well, and then in, in Michigan. So not just in Miami. Okay. Miami is kind of like the, the main center. Uh, they spread it, um, 
but I, if like a lot of the cultural institutions that are here in Miami at the moment, you wouldn't know, but they were started with Knight Foundation, or oh, maybe you know, but a lot of them were started with Knight Foundation grants. So all the, uh, the explosion of the art house theaters that happened since 2009 to now, so the old cinemas, the Coral Gable Cinema, the, that all came with, uh, started with Knight Foundation grants. And it's great that they have continued to be successful and sustainable. And then they, um, a lot of the many different um, kind of one-off projects like pop-ups, but also many of the institutions like the New World Cinema, um, the New World Center, and, and they're committed to stay. We were worried that they will only, you know, they're committed to keep investing in, in the art world here. Uh, but they gave us a $100,000 grant when we, and, and they were like totally, totally took a chance on us because they, we, we were nobodies, you know, we had existed for about a year and a half. Um, and, uh, and I think a part of it is because we went to meet them and I, um, so that grant was for Film Gate Interactive, which is an interactive media festival. Uh, what we wanted to do is show what the future of storytelling and film and television is going to be like. And that's how we started working with Anne as well. Um, and um, they, we, I went in, so I, what I was interested in is how new technology is going to influence the future of storytelling. Um, at the time, virtual reality wasn't, um, wasn't even so much. I mean, it was there, but nobody was really talking about it. Um, so uh, what the, that kind of storytelling was called it was transmedia, and nobody knew what it was. So we, we even had uh, a lab called WTF, like what the fuck is transmedia? <laughs> so we had to explain what it is. And then, um, but it was how, let's say, um, for example, a technology like haptics, uh, which is um, some of like your Android phones, they vibrate on your, on your palms, right? So how, for example, a technology uh, like haptics um, or watch, um, can make techno uh, storytelling uh, technology more human. So if you're telling a story, let's say, and then you're watching, um, and a lot of most of the uh, a lot of our content now is being consumed through palm devices, right? The portable devices, and it's going to become more and more so. Um, so how do you, let's say, you're watching a movie, and how do you make it more human um, by let's say if a car drives by it rumbles, right? Or something breaks and then it kind of, there's a different kind of vibration that happens. So it's, uh, you're being influenced not just by watching and, but you have another sense of touch um, and, uh, and vibrations that are going through your body that will like, influence how you consume that media or how do, you, how do you experience it? It's more about how you experience it. And it's a completely different experience because now you're like, engaging another sense. And, and this is, so for example, palms are some of the most sensitive part of your body as well, right? So you can really, you can really feel a lot when, when it's going through here. So what I did is um, we work with this company um, in uh, Silicon Valley called Immersion and they hold most of the patents for, um, in, uh, for haptics. Uh, and uh, so they sent me a phone and they had programmed some of the videos in there and then it had haptics in it. So I brought that to the Night Foundation meeting and they were all floored. So I think that's a part of it too. It's like, you know, how to, kind of, how to be so ahead of the game and just kind of surprise and, and just show something that's almost magical. <laughs> it's like, all right, here, you know. So I think a, a, part of, a part of why we received such a big grant. But then, of course, they said now they admit that they were super scared because with the Knight Foundation grant, you have to match it. So you get like it's a dollar for dollars to give you $100,000. Then you have to make another $100,000 in order to. Um, and we, but I'm a line producer. My undergrad is economics and finance. So I know how to match. I know budgets and I know, I know how to make money. <laughs> so I matched it. Um, it was a two-year grant, but I matched it in six months. So they were like, you know, so that was very, what my, um, what my challenge became is, well, I, know I finished the grant really quickly. And then on the second year, I was like, well, I just 
you know, I blew my grant basically, right? So what do I do now? Like, do I just disappear? And a lot of organizations kind of rely on grants and disappear. But what we were successful in doing is creating other forms of revenue that, so we're not just relying on one grant, but we have different ways of, of creating a budget so we can kind of shift. Um, I don't, this has nothing to do with networking, but I think it's, no, it's it has to do, <laughs> it has to do with being creative in your approach, yeah. I think, and being able, being very flexible, yeah. Um, what's, well, this is, we were talking with Catherine about it um, to, right now, is that what is really exciting about Miami is that because it's such a new world in a way, in many, in many ways, and everybody's very excited um, for things to happen and they're very open to it. So for example, why did the festival succeed? It's because, uh, in, in, you know, remember like we had a, a, and like one of the events, we had a naked guy on a zebra. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and so, but, but the audiences in Miami are super, super open-minded, right? You know, and, and very excited to participate in, in, in things. So if, it, if, it, if our festival is all about interactive storytelling, which means that the audience has to get involved in the story, and so that the line between audience and, and, and creator blurred, which we believe is the future, um, because a lot of you know, new, new audiences like to be creators, not just passive observers. Um, if Miami audiences are perfect because they just, they would, like they would be in there, right? And they will be participating, they won't be embarrassed and they will be very excited. And I think that's, um, that was really like, what contributed to the success, but also you know, having the right audience, but also having the right, um, having so many, uh, we started with volunteers, of course, we're a nonprofit, so a lot of people wanted to help okay. for us to succeed, right? Um, and, then, uh, and then now we have employees, but, and to be a part of it, and to be a part of this. And you know, it's, it's, it is also about, kind of innovative thinking and then and presenting something that's so new that people wanted to know about, right? They wanted to be educated about what's, what's in there after it was a virtual reality, you know, and, and what is this virtual reality thing? And, you know, let's, let's experience it. So uh, part of it is just being very innovative in your approach and knowing that you have to be one step. Because, mm. you know, but there are a lot of people that like to, um, the people that have this this kind of innovative approach, and then and many that would copy and follow, right? And that's how it is in business as well. So and being always three, four steps ahead um, contributes to this. And then a part of it is, uh, in order to be that way, you have to be very open to not just what's happening here in an insular world, but also what's happening in France and what's happening in Canada and what's happening in Germany and yeah, what's happening in Korea. So being very global yeah. in your in your approach and, and thinking. Yeah, without, I mean, film gay wouldn't have been uh, possible without the innovations and technology and at, at all. How do you think film gay will uh, move forward? Do have, you have more ideas? I'm sure, but do you have more ideas? <laughs> and you want to to share what you want to do? Or um, well, when we first started, we uh, we were always up, um, so we our first home was O Cinema Winwood, so they um, they knew what we were. It was a very symbiotic relationship. So I think also part of um, a success is to find the right partners mm -hmm. and to and to be able to lift elevate each other and and help each other especially we were you know in Miami where it's such a the resources are so small right um, and like in, in Toronto for example there's a lot of public funding in Canada there's a lot of millions of dollars uh, given to public fund to to art projects and and, and to film projects where here um, outside of the Knight Foundation and, and the you know the city of Miami-Dade and maybe like a few state grants everything is 
privately uh, funded. So you have to you have to be very creative. You have to you have to be willing to share resources, and you have to be to see the potential of each other and how you grow each other. Because if I said, oh, well, so we have a festival, but somebody else started a festival. Why is somebody else doing the same you know, screening? Well, no, but now you're creating a bigger audience for yourself, right, by everybody. So um, you, can't, you can't think of it as a competition, although you know, competition is healthy, right? But also you have to think about as, as a collab collaboration and, and be, be able to work with each other. So um, the reason I'm saying this is the segue to this is um, for, we started with O Cinema and they were very supportive of us. Um, they had started two years before us and were very giving with their resources. And then they knew we were gonna grow eventually. So we grew out of them and then we ended up being a collaborative space in Miami um, at MADE at the Citadel in Little River. And there we, um, we kind of, I absorbed a little bit of the co-working startup mentality, um, and uh, when and I had been talking about a film center, I would I think a film center would be really great for Miami because uh, having a home for filmmakers where they can come and and share resources and look for the right things and being being able to be supported and 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 take advantage of the resources that we have and we have created for our community. Um, we, we work with a lot of technology companies that want to also play with our filmmakers. Uh, and, and be able to test their technology. Um, I've been, as I said, I've been talking about it for a long time. And then people are kind of listening, but not really. Everybody's doing their own thing, right? Like, you know, O Cinema doesn't really need a film center. They have their theaters. They have different business. And then, you know, the Knight Foundation said, well, just find all the other film organizations. And then together you come and ask. Well, it's not that easy. It's like herding cats, like having like seven, eight organizations and wanting the same thing, you know? Like, so then uh, I was, uh, but, um, we have a membership-based organization, so we have business members and we also have independent filmmaker members. And um, our, we got this new, we got a couple that became new members and they had their business, um, and their business is called Haiga Studios. They're on the fifth floor, and it's, uh, it's, uh, every, it's audio-visual, but they uh, produce Grammy Award-winning um, albums, and then they do music licensing. They have a fantastic studio that's upstairs that they built from scratch. So they came, at the time I didn't know any of this, I just knew that they became members of FilmGate and then they did, and, and they handled a lot of the post audio uh, space. And, uh, and Mallory, who is our, actually, she's one half of the couple, uh, and Adrian, so she, so they came to meet me at my, at, at Made in Citadel and I was, uh, I was talking about film center or it's our space or complaining about who knows what I would say you know I'm not even sure what exactly but you know I think it was just putting it out in the universe as usually right and then Mallory was very humble and she said oh by the way we have the space it's downtown and I didn't even know what was going on downtown at the time you know I knew downtown but it wasn't you know I was I was in Wynwood and Little River and Miami Beach and Coral Gables everything that was like kind of my stomping ground so then um, I came to meet them and she was very humble about the space too. And then she opened the door <laughs> and said, what? Like, this is, this, is what, this is what you were talking about? And I fell in love immediately with it. And, and then, um, but you know, and, and we met many, a few, many times after this to, to design the plan and how this is going to be successful and how we'll, how we will collaborate, how we'll be partners in it. And, and I, that's, so that's, that was kind of the segue to this is finding the right partner and, and having aligning your goals and figuring out how are you going to help each other grow um, and then be better together instead of separate um, is a prime example of what's happening right now. And this is the, just the beginning. We moved in in February, so we have big plans for this space. We built this theater. Um, then we are building a green screen space. Uh, as I said, they have an amazing sound studio. So uh, uh, 
our goals, and now we, we have goals aligned, um, and you know, success is also reaching the aims that you have, right? Uh, our goal is to have a full-on cycle of being able to create a, a film from scratch from the beginning, from the development portion to the finished finish part right here. And with new technology and how accessible it has become, it's very, very, very possible to, to do that as well. So thank you very much. You're most welcome. Thank you so much. It was really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Bella.